Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and we're in the middle of a nine-week series covering the Beatitudes, learning that what Jesus was really teaching us was how to live as citizens of heaven through these lessons. Today, I'll be unpacking the incredible truth found in this Beatitude. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. I think I might personally relate to this beatitude more than any of the others. You see, in my natural inborn wiring, I'm an overachiever, a perfectionist, and unfortunately tend to be very independent and self-reliant. In the world, these might seem like good and even helpful attributes, but in the kingdom of God, not so much. Needless to say, it's taken me a lifetime to learn how to submit my instinctual tendencies to the Lord and live on a whole new spiritual plane, yielding to God's will for my life and training my mind to think from a biblical perspective. With that being said, the Heavenly Father put a burning desire in me from a young age to seek His righteousness, to want to do what is right and what would be pleasing to Him. Notice how I said God put that desire in me. We must be careful to never boast of our faith or our efforts to do good. For everything that we have, think and feel that is good and godly, comes to us through grace from the Lord. I could not have explained this hunger to you as a younger believer, but as I've continued in my faith journey, I now know that the truth found in today's beatitude will bring healing to the people of this world in such miraculous and much-needed ways. So let's dive in. The major idea of this verse is that God planted a seed of hunger or thirst for him inside each and every person an inner longing for a life of eternal bliss and intimate relationship with our Creator. But if a person is never exposed to the gospel and perhaps is even convinced there is no such thing as spirituality, they will never truly understand these mysterious burning desires within them. Many will try to soothe these uneasy feelings with food or alcohol or even their favorite soda or energy drink quite literally fulfilling the words of this verse about trying to quench their hunger and thirst. But as we know, these are only temporary fixes, and a few hours later, you'll just be hungry and thirsty again. As we mature and the temptations of this world grow more intense and dangerous, some will choose to try to satisfy their burning desires with sex or drugs. Some will choose a life of crime, hoping to gain the money or respect they thought would quench their thirst for power. Others will take risks and have compulsive behaviors just to experience an emotional high. That will, for a moment, make that intense need for more in life dissipate. 
For most of us, while we are still teenagers or in our 20s, these efforts to satisfy the human soul might even be considered normal and validated by the world. But it will not take long before you realize there are no good answers this world has to offer. Not ones, at least, that have lasting effects. And it's by going through this frustrating experience that some people will come to know Jesus, taking all of their hunger and thirst to seek the one who can bring them healing and a kind of fulfillment that nothing else ever could. But many people are not so fortunate, and they are either not exposed to the truth and love of the gospel, or they are rebellious and refuse to earnestly surrender their lives to live as Jesus' followers. These people will suffer greatly from things like depression, anxiety, addictions, and relationship issues, and just an overall lack of joy in life. Because there is only one food, one drink, that will cure your cravings, and his name is Jesus. When I study scripture, especially the red-letter words of Jesus, there isn't a single story, parable, or teaching that he himself wasn't willing and able to live out as an example for us to follow. So Jesus modeled how to hunger and thirst for righteousness when he was fasting for 40 days in the desert. It is no coincidence that before Jesus launched his ministry, that he spent time fasting and seeking his Father. He was truly hungry and thirsty physically. It is still one of the most humbling qualities of Jesus that honestly brings me to tears often, that he left his position in heaven as part of a triune Godhead to take on the burdens and sufferings of human flesh. He was the Son of God. He's the Redeemer. He came to save the world for all of eternity. And here he is, hungry and thirsty in the desert. You would not have seen any other king or queen suffering like Jesus did. And yet, he was the greatest royalty that ever lived. I say all of that in perhaps to tug on your heart to see Jesus in a new light of all that he did to set an example for us as Christians in how we are to live our lives, completely and wholly surrendered to the Father, and that the false, perverted teachings of this world will never lead to healing, freedom, or fulfillment. For where does your joy come from? It can only be found in the Lord, if it is the joy that is meant to last. So as Jesus demonstrates, we are to quite literally take inventory of our flesh and observe the ways that it longs for, craves for something more. And then how do we choose to satisfy those needs? Do you earnestly hunger for more and more of God, to love him more fully and receive his tremendously overwhelming love for you? Or... Do you try to curb your appetite with empty calories of watching TV, being on social media, or simply eating or drinking something to make those feelings go away? That is why fasting can be such a beautiful and healing experience. I believe it is something every single believer needs to do. I've been practicing fasting since I was a teenager, so I just want to share with you some of my frustrations and misbeliefs that I experienced along the way. 
so that perhaps you can learn from me and prevent any deterring and distractions like I had. The most significant lesson is the one Jesus established in this beatitude. Choose to fast because you are hungry, because you are dying of thirst to know more of who God is, to experience more of his presence. Do not do it because you think it is fulfilling a religious standard. Do not do it to feel holy or just because other Christians are doing it. And please do not do it in hopes to gain more spiritual gifts or to somehow bend the Lord's will to do what you want or give you something as a result of your sacrifice. If you go into your fasting with these intentions, it will not be fruitful and you will most likely become discouraged. There are so many false teaching and ungodly beliefs that can come from fasting for the wrong reasons. In recent years, intermittent fasting has become a popular health fad. This is not to be confused with or replaced for spiritual fasting. One of the lessons God taught me in my faith journey was if we try to co-mingle or double count something as holy as fasting for the purposes of our own gain, for weight loss or some type of manipulation in our physical bodies, well, you might as well not do it all together. Your intention to fast, whether it is from food, alcohol, social media, technology altogether, that must be pure and your desire single focused, that you hunger and thirst for righteousness. And that's it. And what is the definition of righteousness or what is this verse saying by using that word? Righteousness encapsulates all that is good and godly. It is the legal right given to us through the blood of Jesus to have a relationship with a holy and almighty God. It is knowing and abiding in your kingdom citizenship. It is what our soul truly longs for because of the seeds planted in us by the Father before we were even born, to yearn to be with him, to be like him, and to eventually be one with him in eternity. When you make efforts to seek him earnestly, there is a reward far greater than any promotion spiritually or within your ministry. There is something more fulfilling than any food or drink of this world that you could consume. Significant healing, deliverance, and breakthrough happens at the feet of Jesus. Now, what it takes for you to be there, wholeheartedly and without distraction, that will depend on you the season that you're in, or the greater depths to which the Father would like to increase your faith and relationship with Him. As I have grown in my relationship with God, I am now called by Him to fast. I listen for His voice and the urgings of my soul to know when I should or need to fast. Sure, I'll do a corporate fast with my church or family if the Lord confirms it, but I will no longer fast just because— or in efforts to make something happen. God showed me in very specific ways how this is not his heart or intention for fasting. Now, in scripture, did people choose to fast and then breakthrough happened? Did people fast corporately and then significant history-changing events took place? Yes, but I believe those times need to be spirit-led. And those who are engaging in that time of fasting and praying must be doing so with pure hearts, 
not using it with an expectation to get what they think they want or need or deserve. And as we seek to sit at his feet, to truly hunger for more and more of him, to be holy and righteous, not for accolades or promotions, know this, God will give you exactly what you need as a result of your efforts to eat and drink of him. I have found that the more we engage in true communion with God and increase our intimacy with Jesus, the more in tune we are with the Holy Spirit. So with this family connection, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are now living at the same vibration as God intended. And it will be very difficult to go for very long if you do not feast on the bread of life and drink of his living waters. Sometimes that will require fasting. But as you grow in closeness with him, training yourself to be dependent on his spiritual food, like any craving, you will just yearn to indulge in his love, in his presence more and more. This verse ends by saying, your blessing for being hungry and thirsty for righteousness is that you will be satisfied. And I think what Jesus was really implying is that you will be satisfied in a way that is unlike what this world has to offer, that your time with him will truly fulfill you in a way that nothing else could. But in my experience, the more you eat and drink of him and his kingdom, the more you will desire his presence, his goodness, and it creates an insatiable hunger that will have you coming back for more and more. The truth is that hunger will be there, that moaning and growling in one form or another. How much better is it that you would hunger and thirst for righteousness? I pray that you take time today to examine the needs and demands of your soul and ask the Holy Spirit, what steps do you need to take to allow that hunger and thirst to be met by the Lord, rather than trying to subdue it by temporary feeble things of this world? Perhaps he will call you to fast. And perhaps this is just a reminder to be single focused in your time with the Lord. Keep your intentions pure. It is always only about Jesus, your love for him and his love for you. Be confident that everything else you need, desire, and hope to accomplish for his kingdom will be satisfied. It will come to fruition through your surrender and by keeping your hunger and thirst for him alone. Thank you for listening today. Join me next week as we continue to work through these standards of operating like a citizen of heaven through Jesus' teaching of the Beatitudes. Please take time to follow, like, and share this podcast with others. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.